Hello, 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 and welcome back to Release It Podcast, where our motto is letting go of things that hold you back. And today, um, it's me again, Cynthia Haynes, and my co-host, Harold Weaver. And so, um, we're going to be talking about unforgiveness and bitterness. And so, I'm just going to recap from last week. We talked about perception. And we talked about how if your perception is skewed, that you start seeing things, misinterpreting things, and then that can hurt you as far as relationships and just you in general with your um, whole mindset. And so the funny thing is that even though we were talking about this subject um, last week, me and Harold didn't even realize that we actually um, had a, I guess, a disconnect a situation of our own is what she's trying to say. <laughs> that fell into what we were talking about. Because I was thinking one thing. And I was thinking something different. And then we ended up like not talking and. For too long. And we were clueless that we were just that far away from the truth. Yeah. So it was eye opening. Imagine mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about, like I said, unforgiveness and bitterness. And so um, I have a picture in front of me. So if you had this workbook, you would see this picture. And it's this guy laying on the floor and he's wrapped up with a whole bunch of snakes. And so um, just let's just say he's laying there and he's just resting and he's not even realizing that he's losing life. Life is being sucked up out of him. And this was this is what happens when you have um, unforgiveness that's unchecked in your life. Mm-hmm. You want to add something to that? Bitter. Which turns into bitterness. Right. And because you don't realize that it, it takes that much longer to get out of it because of how long you've been in it and didn't know. Yeah. And then it just starts affecting other things in your life. Mm-hmm. That one prejudged thing that you had, mm-hmm. it, it, it just, it's almost like we talked about a magnet. Mm-hmm. It's like it's drawn to it. So that one situation, it might be a whole completely different situation, but because you didn't deal with that, they all encompass in this one circle, and it's just a vicious cycle that you can't get out of. It multiplies. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. One thing leads to two, three leads to four. Before you know it, overpowered by issues and bitterness that you didn't even realize you had at all. Yeah. So um, last week I gave an example and we talked about my sister and we talked about how I had, because my uncle had planted the seed of me um, being second best to my sister. And so I had this little resentment against her. And so um, this week um, I wanted Harold to share something. So that way it just, it's just not me always sharing, but (laughs) We're making it practical, we're making it real, and we're just kind of being a little transparent at the same time because we just we want you to get to where we are. Oh, it's been a minute, but um, one of the things that I remember most is when I was serving in the military and I was put in a position of um, authority. And I remember on a regular basis telling my soldiers that, you know, if it was anything that I needed to know about them, that I needed to know it from them instead of hearing it from someone else because I wasn't going to have any sympathy for them. And uh, long story short, it ended up being a, a lot of bitterness that they had towards me because they didn't really understand where the authority was coming from in the way that I had to present it to them back to perception because this is what I was instructed to do. 
So we ended up, you know, one by one breaking it down, uh, what bitterness, what bitterness meant, um, what they was dealing with to be bitterness because they didn't even understand or was able to acknowledge um, what they were doing. So basically what we're going to talk about is the same thing. In reality today, bitterness and you not knowing what it feels like, not knowing what it sounds like, and not knowing how to deal with it once you recognize and acknowledge that you could be bitter about something or bitter about someone and how to get past it. The one thing I want to say is that um, the we're going to talk about the soul. So the soul has three different parts. It's the mind, the will, and the emotions. All these parts are a part of your soul. So the mind, the way you think about something, right? How you uh, process it, right? If it's the right information or not right information, which then goes to the will. So the will to me is more about how you control it, um, how you process it, direct it, you know, how you act on it. That's a good one. Yeah. And then the emotions, which can be sometimes out of control if we don't control it. Yeah. And so that's basically um, all three of those have a part with this unforgiveness. And so um, Harold had went and looked up the definition on bitterness and we learned that bitterness is how you re- is how you act or how you respond to a hurt. It's a part of an anger that um, unhappiness, right? That just sits. You know how people say you can you sit and you and you um, waddle in your your mess. And so when you're sitting in this that happens to you, the more you keep thinking about it, the more bitter you become. You ain't never had a situation where somebody upset you and the longer you sat there and thought about that situation, all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I would have said this. You know what? Next time I see that person, because the more you think about it, the more it becomes larger. And then that's when it gets out of control. Now you don't want to bed with this thing on your mind and you wake up with this thing on your mind. And then next thing you know, you so angry that your behavior changes and you're doing things that's out of your character. I realize that you've amplified the initial issue and created something humongously larger than it should have ever gotten to. But the biggest thing is being able to catch that, being able to acknowledge and recognize that before it gets wholly out of hand. Because a lot of things that happens to us, there's a point where we can catch it before it affects us to the point that when we don't catch it, sometimes it affects us to a point where that we never can get past it, depending on what it is and who it is. Sometimes it's something that if we had caught it sooner, then it wouldn't have affected us as much as it ends up doing at the end. Program where I worked in the um, in a VA hospital, and I was in a residency, and so um, my supervisor was a male supervisor, and so. I, he would always, we would have to go and visit with the patients. And then um, this one particular time he had to supervise us and watch us go interact with a patient. 
And so once we got through um, reacting with the interacting with the patient, we would all we would walk out the room and then he would give us some type of critique. And it was always a good critique. Right. But this one particular time he critiqued me on. I think he asked me, well, why did you say that to the person when they said whatever? And why didn't you do this? And so for whatever reason, that particular day, I took it real hard. And so, and so (laughs) it was so, it was to the point where I was going to walk away from the program. I was going to quit the program because I felt that it, I felt like he was just picking on me that he would, that he was like, he just could, uh, single me out, Mm -hmm. just like I couldn't do nothing right. And so the more I thought about it, the more anger I got, right? So that means I wasn't going to even um, rationally make a decision. I made it, I was making a decision in in the midst of being bitter, being, being bitter mm-hmm. and being upset, which is never a good thing, right? So um, I prayed about it and what um, happened was, I got the impression that I'm going to say, God put it on my heart to, to go sit down with him and had us talk to him about it and let him know what I was feeling and what I was thinking about doing. So we sat and we had a session. And so I basically told him that I felt like maybe I should just leave the program because I guess I wasn't getting it and it didn't seem like I was going to get it. And it's just probably just best that I leave the program. So he, of course, um, questioned it. And he said, well, why, you know, why would you want to, you didn't make so much progress. You're doing so much in this program. You only have a little bit more left. Why would you just leave? So I explained to him that I felt like he was just getting on me that, um, I just couldn't do nothing right. And I just, I just wanted to be done. And so he said, okay, well, let's examine your, your thought. Now this was a, um, it was a chaplain, so it was a chaplaincy program. So we talking about a spiritual person. And so he came at me at that angle and he said, well, let's think about it. He says, as long as you've been in this program, have I ever did anything to disrespect you? And I said, no. He said, have I ever singled you out and made you feel bad in front of anybody? And I said, no. So he said, I want you to think about at that moment, what was you feeling at that moment? And I want you to really sit back and I want you to think about this. When have you ever felt this way before? And I went back. I told you I always go back to my childhood. I went back to when I was uh, 18. And I remember having a conversation with my father. And my thing was that I always wanted to make my dad proud. And the type of da- the type of dad I had, he was a hard worker, but he really didn't know how to have that um the compassion part. He didn't know how to um what I want to say. Um Yeah, show emotions, more of it. Right. And so when I got pregnant at 18, my father had to take me to my one of my doctor's appointments. And I remember us riding in that car 
and my dad saying that he um expected more from me and that it was a little disappointing that I had gotten pregnant. That crushed me because like I said, my dad, I always wanted my dad's approval. Everything I did, it was to get my dad's approval, my parents' approval. So when he said that, it just it just crushed me. And I guess I didn't even realize it through life. That's how I had been dealing with authority. So anytime authority was not happy with me or something, it looked like I wasn't doing um, good enough. I was always hard on myself to try to do the best. Then I would um, it would make me be discouraged. And then I would want to just like, I guess, bury my head. Yep. And so that that in the, in that moment in that session with my supervisor that's when I connected the dots that it had occurred from that disappointment of my father that I carried that with me and it made me be um it's a such thing called um performance based so everything that I I based my my worth on what I did I based my worth on how good I was and so if I wasn't good at something or I didn't succeed at something, then I would be hard on myself and just beat myself up about it. And so anyway, when we got to that, um, like I had told y'all in the beginning, I had to go back and that was a lie that I was believing that um, if, if I didn't if I didn't perform at my best, then that mean I wasn't good enough. So that was a lie that I was living my life on. And so I had to pray about that, ask God to show me the truth, which he told me that, you know, I'm I'm perfectly made in his image. And so even if I don't get it right the first time, I can always get it right the second, third, fourth, or fifth, or whatever times. But my my what I do is not my worth. Just me myself. So anyway, that was an example of um of what? Reflecting back and talking about dealing with like the emotions, the mindset and and your will. And I mean, still back on perception, which we we talked about. But that was a moment, too, that I had to, um, I guess, forgive myself because I did um, when I got pregnant, which I, I shouldn't have at that at that age or whatever. But I should have I didn't forgive myself to allow myself to have room to make mistakes. So that unforgiveness, I was beating myself up, not even realizing it on how I, on how I did things. Your dad made that statement. Right. To again, amplify what you was going to end up feeling and taking with you, you know, as you grew as you became an adult, you didn't realize it until that day or until that moment with the instructor that you had been holding on to that all that time. It was the instructor that had to bring that out, point that out so you can, you can actually see what, well, where is this coming from? Why did I have this feeling? Why did I get this impression that he was picking on me, that he was singling me out? So that was that moment where you had to understand where did that come from? But it was also the opportunity to bring an end to it. Right? And at the same time, realize just how long you have been holding on to it. 
Everything happens for a reason and everything happens in its time. That was that day. That was that time to come to the end of that moment and move on to something bigger and better. Not just forgiving your dad, but like you just said, forgiving yourself as well. And then what? It is. Okay. So that's just, you know, that was an example of what, what we're talking about when we're saying um, these different things that we're pointing out, these key elements that we're, we're discussing. The mind. The mind. The will. The will. And the emotions behind them all. And the emotions. That are connected to what? The, the soul. soul. Yes. For you. <laughs> you we're, got, we're good. Yeah. You got anything else? I don't have no example like that, but I tell you what. Um, I am definitely an advocate of mindset and I believe that everything begins with the mind, whether it's right or wrong or in between. I believe that the, the more you can control your mindset, the better you are at controlling everything else that comes after it. And that includes bitterness. That includes the will. That includes the soul. That includes the emotions. Everything starts with the mind. So the closer you can get to your mind, to be able to control it more than you think you can. Because nobody, nobody is doing as much as they can. Trust that. But if you think about doing more at something specific like the mind, watch what happens next with everything else connected to the mind. And guess what? Everything is connected to the mind. Are you eating on a bunch of mess and gossip? You know, are you eating on a bunch of negative um like thoughts, negative situations, or are you eating good things? Because you have to feed your mind mm. in order for you to have the right mindset, mm. you know? So if you're not, um, you got to pay attention to what you're watching. You got to pay attention to what you see, what you hear, and what you say. Because all three of those things affect your mind. Coincide. Coincide. So change your appetite. You might need to change that diet and start eating on some good, positive um, substance. Mm, mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I just hope, like I said, I hope everything that we're saying, that you're taking this stuff in, you're making it practical. Because don't forget, I didn't, I didn't forget. I told you, you still need to sit down and you still need to ask the spirit of truth to help you to figure out this thing, to help you to map this thing out so you'll know what stuff to get rid of and what stuff to replace it with. Okay. And hold on to it. Don't, don't get rid of everything. Just filter. Yeah. Take a moment to sit back and look at what needs to go. And just filter it. Because yeah. sometimes you don't need to get rid of all of it or get rid of it completely. Just take the good pieces. Take the good parts. Think positive about whatever it is you're getting rid of. And I promise you, you'll take what you needed from the start. <laughs> yes, sir. So, once again, I need you to go to releaseitpodcast at gmail.com with any questions, mm-hmm. any remarks, any you know comments or whatever. That's where you can reach us at. Now, here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, we did. We forgot that we had something special for y'all, but we didn't ran over because we needed to. It's not like we intended to, but we also did it so y'all will come back next week. We still got something for y'all. It's gonna be even bigger. 
Look at God. That way you'll be anxious to come back and listen to it. You want to know the surprise. Hey, y'all. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Stay safe. We out of here.